thank you so much for listening to another episode of CX Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Brady Chisana. Tune in each week as we listen to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world sharing their personal stories about their teams, tools, process, and feedback. Check us out at cxchronicles.com today or listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Today's episode is brought to you by Hire Horatio CX. Horatio is a next-generation and tech-enabled customer support outsourcing firm aimed at providing a reliable and trusted hand-picked team to allow businesses to do what they do best and hire Horatio for the rest. Check out HireHoratio.com to see what Jose and the team are building today. And huge thanks for joining the CX Chronicles podcast. Hey guys, this is Adrian, host of CX Chronicles Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in each and every week, listening and learning to amazing customer-focused business leaders from across the world. I wanted to take a minute to give a quick shout out on some of the things that we're working on here at CXC. Number one, CX Scorecards. Take a minute to check out the CX Scorecard and see how your business and team is stacking up to others. Number two, CX Accelerators. We are spending time with incredible startups and scale-ups across the country, helping them optimize their CX and offering them a number of different CX managed services. Number three, CX Bootcamps. If you're looking for a way to become CXC certified and level up your game, ask us about our bootcamps. You get access to a live coach on a weekly basis, and we will build your game plan for building your customer-focused playbook for success. Check us out at cxchronicles.com. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. Super excited for today's show. Jose Herrera from Horatio, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, Adrian. It's great to be here. So, guys, uh, really excited about this. Jose um, and I were catching up last week. He's got a super cool company that he's building uh, in a space that I think is very near and dear to all of our hearts here in the CX Nation as far as um, customer success, customer service, customer support, and then better yet, guys, he's helping other growth-focused businesses do it really, really well with his business hire Horatio. So, Jose, why don't you take a couple minutes, set the stage, um, give us a sense for your background and your story and how you came about building um, your business today. Sure. So my story begins when I was actually 17 and I was living in the Dominican Republic, which is where I grew up. And I actually, my first uh, experience with customer service was working at one of these contact centers in the Dominican Republic for a company called Western Union, which most of you know. And uh, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I, I realized that there's a lot of talent there, but I always had a dream of coming to the U.S. and, and doing my, my, my studies here. And after graduating from college in, in, in Boston, I moved to New York where, where I worked at Goldman Sachs. And after that, I worked uh, at Morgan Stanley for over eight years where I learned a lot about the investment management industry and it was a great experience, but I wanted to take time off and, you know, realize that when I decided to pursue my MBA at Columbia, I, I had sort of, sort of an, an aha moment where I, I realized that I really wanted to 
find a way to give back to the Dominican Republic. And the, the way in which I decided to do that was by creating Horatio with my co-founders. So I met my co-founders, Alex and Jared, uh, on my first day of business school. And we, we had you know, very complementary skill sets. We realized that we wanted to pivot and, and become entrepreneurs, uh, which is a daunting task. And we realized that uh, in talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, one of the biggest pain points, as you know, Adrian, is providing an amazing customer experience, differentiating, your, differentiating yourself from your competitors by doing so, and also being able to find a way to scale efficiently as your business continues to grow and evolve, which becomes very difficult if you don't have the right processes in place. And so that's where we decided to, to launch Horatio. And, and what Horatio does is we provide tech-enabled customer support and back office functions for today's fastest growing North American e-commerce companies. We also work with some fintech and health tech brands. And we pair that with a dedicated team of associates based in the Dominican Republic that is fully bilingual in English and Spanish, that is proud to represent each company's brand voice and values and ultimately provide an amazing customer experience. That's awesome. So Jose, a couple of things. I think number one, um, just pick such an incredible time to build a business like this, I think. I think what me and you were joking about it the other day, there is never been more um, executive attention and focus and investment on this idea of creating an amazing customer experience, creating amazing customer support and service, um, and really, Jose, building a business focused on retention, right? Like there's, there's just never been more focus in, in our space in terms of making sure that you're growing businesses really doing the best job it can, keeping every customer on board for the long haul. It's expensive to acquire a customer, right? It's hard to close a deal and, and make a deal squeal and get a customer on board in the first place. Um, and businesses are finally realizing, man, it's so much easier to keep your customers on board and really, really form a partnership as, as, as you're growing. So I think it's awesome the the, the, the work that you guys are, are doing in the space that you picked. A um, couple of questions I, 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 before we dive into the four pillars. Um, you mentioned meeting your your partners in business school. I think number one, it, it happens so frequently that you, you know folks head to B school and they meet people that end up they they move into the future with building their businesses. But how how did you guys find um, that sweet spot of wanting to go after this customer support space? Was was there was there like um, was there a common calling or was there something that all all of you you and your founding team had done in the past that drew you to the space? How how did you guys sort of what was the magnet that brought you together to, to really kind of build um, Horatio CX? Yeah, so we actually met these two amazing co-founders, uh, Ryan Lubberger and Zach Bedrosian, the, the co-founders of Clean Coat, which is a non-toxic uh, cleaning brand that has done amazingly well right now. And in talking to them, we realized that entrepreneurs, particularly when they're starting a new brand, they have to do with a lot of things and they have to wear a lot of hats. And I always recommend entrepreneurs to be in the front lines at the beginning, right? To see and hear what their customers are saying. Yep. But after you begin to actually scale and have a lot of initiatives on your plate, that's where we started seeing uh, them actually need uh, a trusting partner on the customer support side that I can actually understand the latest technologies that are out there. I think that we have an amazing tools and I know we're gonna talk about that in, in a second, but. Uh, understanding the latest technologies, whether it's customer or gorgeous or any other tools that you want to use and having a partner that can actually maximize that tool and then also build out processes that can allow you to scale as you launch new products, new features, and you have 
uh, other partners uh, in your business. So that's where our aha moment came. That's where we decided to try this out. And they were actually one of our first clients. And then once we proved that concept, we realized that it was actually a need and the other solutions that were out there were not perfect for a lot of these direct-to-consumer brands, a lot of these fintech companies. And that's pretty much how we got started. Love it. That's awesome, man. I just love hearing the different ways that customer-focused business leaders, number one, how they how they actually find their their personal sweet spots, but they find the the thing that they're going to build their business around and their team around. And that leads us into the first six pillars of, of, of team. So Jose, why don't you, why don't you jump right into it, man? I'd love to hear um, how, how you've sort of built the team. What do some of the different teams and roles and departments look like inside of higher Horatio today? I think that what differentiates us is our people. We, we really focused a lot from day one on building an amazing culture where people are proud to work not only at Horatio, but for the companies that they work with. Uh, like I said before, all of our team members are only dedicated to one brand or one company. We don't share resources between accounts. And the reason why we decided to do that is because the teams build an affinity to the brand. And so when you do that, that creates a stronger bond. And to your point, treating employees in a way that they feel that they actually are part of the company goes a long way in terms of like retention upselling because they are actually being proactive and taking the initiative whereas when you treat them as just as a customer support agent there's no incentive that motivates them to actually go the extra mile so we spend a lot of time on building the culture internally we provide amazing benefits as well we have uh everyone gets Free daily catered meals. There's a snack pantry. There's breakfast for everyone. We organize a lot of fun activities for the teams uh, where they can actually bond and share their experiences within their own brands of things that they learn, best practices. So it's a very collaborative nature. The offices are super cool. They're meant for collaboration. They're they're very open, and that is what differentiates us from from our peer group. Having amazing talent that actually is proud to represent these brands. And when we when we do that, what ha, what that has cost is that the brands themselves feel that their team members are a true extension of their team, right? They send them product samples, they send them swag, they they invite them to their happy hours as well, whether it's virtual or not. And so that um, has allowed us to grow very quickly and efficiently when it comes to uh, building trust with our clients and with our employees. Um, the second thing that we focus a lot on is uh, understanding the latest technologies that are out there and the latest tools. So we, we were constantly innovating and looking for ways in which we can provide amazing solutions for our customers. We, are, we have partnerships with most help desks out there, but we also look for partnerships uh, on the AI side where we can make our agents more efficient, right? So we, we worked with Loris AI or Lang AI to enhance the customer experience and enhance the, the, the way in which our agents are, are operating on a daily basis. But we also spend a lot of time understanding how to navigate tools like Gorgeous or Customer or Sendesk. And we're always discussing with them directly what are the latest things that they're coming up with and, and, and having a partnership on the tech side as well, where we're actually providing them feedback uh, so they can actually make improvements on their side. So it's a two-way street with the tech partners as well. Um, and then the last thing that I would say is we are very process-driven. I think that is a, a result of the fact that we all come from the 
investment banking, investment management world where we, we've, we've trained to build processes to handle any single task. So when we onboard a new client, we have an implementation team that walks them through everything that we need from them to build what we call the customer experience playbook. And that is the guy that we use to understand the company's brand voice, how they want us to communicate with their customers across all the channels, best practices, policies and procedures. And it's a document that we're constantly updating, right? We're, we're fully integrated into our client Slack. And every time there's a new update, we are also updating that playbook, we're updating that technology. And it is a way for us to stay on top of everything so that we can scale efficiently as the company adds new features or new products to their pipeline. And that has a lot allowed us to grow very quickly when a company does well and they need additional support staff. So that helps us scale very efficiently and, 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 and take the training component out of the company's hands so that we actually handle the training and they can trust that we can deliver on that front. And then also with regards to feedback, we have a weekly call with our clients where we review KPIs. We have a quality assurance team and a client service managers team that is in charge of providing feedback to the associates. We are firm, firm believers in, in Kaizen, which is a Japanese word for constant improvement. And in that manner, we are always looking to change for the better and always looking to find ways to help our agents become more efficient and also grow and create a strong career path within Horatio. We are, we are growing very fast. Uh, I know that we talked about this last week, Adrian, but when we started the business, it was just a team of uh, 30 people uh, in early uh, 2019 and fast forward to today we have we're, we're happy to have a family that's over 500 people wow. in the Dominican Republic and it's continuing to grow and I think that is a testament to the amazing work that we're providing and a testament to the amazing work that our team members are providing day in and day out I love it man Jose that's fantastic that's awesome I think there is so many um so many great things that you just that you just laid out there for us I think number one just you you mentioned a number of different variables that are required for any uh incredible team but then the last part that you just said right they're going from 30 to 500 right the, the some of those variables that you laid out that's why it is mandatory folks to be able to think about how not only the organization and the management of your team but the tooling, right? The toolkit and the, and the technology that you give that team. And then the process. I love the part that you got into the way that that, that Horatio thinks about its, its customer playbooks. Jose, it's the exact same way that we think about things here at CXC. Um, and lastly, the feedback part, right? It's very, very clear that a big part of the growth that Horatio has experienced, it's really about um, number one, just killing it for your customers. But then number two, it sounds like there's a ton of effort and a ton of focus that's gone into the management and the investment of the employee side. And, and Jose, you and I both know this, and I think a lot of the folks in the show are, are firm believers in this, but like your ability to, to, to curate excellent customer experiences, it typically comes from your ability to curate and manage phenomenal employee experiences. And, and I think you just you just laid that out for us really, really well. I'd love to go back to the tools part, Jose, for a second and, and, and ask a couple follow-up questions on the tools side. So you, you mentioned a number of the different tools that you're typically working with your clients. Uh, one of the first thoughts that I had, or one of the first questions I had for you is, what's it like for you and your team? I imagine all of your different customers have different tools that they're using and they have different tool expectations. Can you just spend a minute or two talking about how how the Horatio team goes in and, and kind of deals with all of the differences and the complexities of having to use different tools to be able to serve and support that specific account and that specific customer? Yeah, so for 
every single client during the onboarding process, we ask them specifically what tools they have. We do a, a deep audit on their tech stack. If there is something that we feel would be beneficial to them to switch or that would add value to their current tech stack, that's where we'd be providing the recommendations. We are tech agnostic, so we're not pushing any particular product. We're just thinking in the best interest of the brand or the company yep. that we work with. Love and that. then once we, once we decide um, what the best tools are for them, we build a how-to guide that includes videos on how to do everything within that tech tool. And uh, we train the team to understand all the different nuances that go along the way in terms of building out and maximizing that technology. And that, that, that includes not only um, the help desks like Gorgeous and Customer and Gladly, for example, but also other tools that are a little bit more technical like Shopify and Recharge and the 3PL system that they use. Because we work with so many different 3PLs and so many different platforms, we have a, 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 a partnership with all these uh, companies as well. And we've built a, a how-to guide of how to leverage all these tools that uh, can help our, our, our team members get trained really quickly and understand the value proposition of every, every tech tool that they're gonna be using. And the beauty of having all of these documented is that whenever these companies decide to switch to another tech platform or another tech tool, we also walk them through and help them uh, provide best practices in, in terms of how to transition to that tool and how to maximize that, that tool as well. I love that. I think I think I'm so glad that you brought this up, Jose, because we were we were chatting about this other day. But it's so common today to have. I mean, every single week, every single day, it feels like there's some you know brand new shiny rocket ship piece of SaaS software that is going to come out and revolutionize everybody's day and everybody's business, right? But the reality is like you still have to have partners in your business, either folks that are internal or 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 or, or outsource partners who can actually help you with not only standing the tool up, but then getting the tool to work. And then you've got people involved in every business, right? We always kind of skim over that part in some of the software side of things where you need people to understand how to use that tool, how to use that software, how to use that platform before they can go about really, you know, increasing their productivity, increasing their ability to take care of customers. And I love that a big part of what what the Horatio team has kind of figured out is it's giving that partnership, giving that value and giving that, that extra support to your customers to really be able to have um, the answers and the guidance and the education that's required to really be able to kill it with some of those tools. So I think that's awesome that you guys found that as a, as a major part of your, of your value proposition. Um, what, one, one quick follow up question, Jose, for you. So Give us a sense for like when you guys get into the process piece and you're getting into the playbooks or the SOPs, how long does it typically take during that onboarding or how long does it typically take with your customers to be able to curate some of that content or to curate some of those videos or to, to curate some of those FAQs or knowledge base items to be able to, to really kind of step on the gas and get going with them? What's a typical timeline look like? Yeah, so it typically takes approximately two weeks for us to build the customer experience playbook that is dedicated for every client that we work with. And then after that, we begin the training process to train the team. And that training process depends on the complexity of the product or service that we're, that we're using. Some, some clients, the training program uh, takes two weeks, others it takes six weeks. So it all depends on the complexity of the product or service that we're dealing with. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, every every business is different. Every team is different, and then every set of uh, every set of asks that comes from those two things is going to be a little bit different. So that that that's awesome, um, Jose. I'd love to um, 
uh, I'd love to, to to pick your brain on 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 some of the items that you talked about with feedback. Um, what are some of the ways that the Horatio team has really kind of, especially as you guys have grown, Jose, because I bet you've gotten better and better and better at this as the business has grown. But I'd love to, I'd love to kind of pick you on two areas. One is talk about some of the ways that Horatio has invested in its customer feedback. And then I'd love to flip that script and talk about some of the ways that as your team has gotten way bigger, like from 30 to 500, some of the ways you guys are doing employee feedback. I'd love, I'd love for you to talk about feedback for a few minutes. Definitely. So with our clients during the onboarding process, we discuss our quality assurance program. Some of our bigger clients have their own quality assurance program, and then we pair them up with our head of quality assurance to review that program and provide any recommendations. Some of them use tools like Maestro or Stella Connect for quality monitoring, and we leverage those tools as well. For those smaller clients that don't have the budget to invest in one of these tools, we build out our own template and we monitor for quality at the team lead and quality assurance uh, analyst level. And we're constantly providing feedback to the associates on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, based on that feedback, we may make some modifications to processes, to procedures, and get, you know, we talk to the clients and give them feedback on what we found based on our audits. So that's typically how we deal with uh, quality assurance feedback uh, to the clients and to the employees. We have regular catch-up sessions with every associate just to make sure that they are achieving their objectives and are happy as well because sometimes they they may not have that correct um, uh, mindset or, or may not be a good match for that particular client. And that's totally fine during the nesting process. That's where we figure out who is best suited for the, for the actual client. So we do that. And then on a every six months, we provide uh, an employee survey just to make sure that our culture remains intact. And I'm happy to report that we just went through our semi-annual review and you know, we passed, passed with flying colors. So very happy about that. Um, like I said, I think culture is what what drives successful transforma transformation and that it, it's what has allowed us to outperform uh, during these uh, trying times, particularly as we are still dealing with uh, COVID. I think that our employee satisfaction score was somewhere in the 95% uh, range, which was very, very exciting for us to hear. And it is a function of how we provide feedback and how we deeply care about the, the employee's growth within the company. That's awesome, man. It's, it's so great to hear that. I think the other thing too is just, you know, for our listeners, it's, it's, it, it just, it shows that your ability to monitor both sides of the equation really does put you in a position where you can increase your probability for success, number one. And then I think number two, it's just very, very um, important, Jose, for other up and coming um, entrepreneurs and business owners and, and founders to, to, to realize the faster you kind of have that balance between kind of your CX and your EX view, um, or your, your, your voice of customer and your voice of employee view, the easier it is to remain focused on which priorities uh, are really going to push the needle the, 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 the most intensely, number one. But number two, you're, you're balancing happiness on two different sides, right? Like we, we always joke around in this show, Jose, about making happiness a habit, but like you're trying to make happiness a habit on the customer side and the employee side. Your ability to balance those two things 
really sets you up or sets your business up to, 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 to really be primed for success. So I love that you guys are, are, are doing a bunch of different things to really kind of push, push that envelope forward. Um, Jose, this is, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, there, I was just wanted to say that there's also an educational process with the clients. You have to you have to train your clients to understand that these are humans and these are people that are providing support. It's just not a cost center, right? There is a, there is a an emotional component to providing customer support, as you as you well know. And mental health is a huge uh, part of our of our business. Not taking things personally, trying to have thick skin. And the reality is that we're not all perfect. And sometimes we're going to have those down days. So it's it's also about teaching the client that, hey, your agents are not going to be always cheerful or happy every day, right? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's an emotional element to providing customer support that we have to handle. And that's where our culture plays a huge role in making sure that they understand they have a support system when those difficult conversations happen uh, with, a, with an end user or, or an end client of your product and being able to you know, come out of that interaction on a positive note is, is, is part of our job as managers to make sure that the agents feel appreciated and that they have our backs when something like this uh, happens. Big, big time. Couldn't agree more. You're, you, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Jose, because customer support, customer success, customer service, it can be absolutely by far and away one of the hardest parts of the game. You are uh, dealing with day-to-day back and forth communications with your customer. Some of it's excellent and great and positive. Some of it is terrible and horrible and really, really intense, right? Maybe there's a, there's a screw up or maybe there's a, there's another escalation that's just boiled over. Like being in this part of the, any business is really, really hard. And I'm glad that you pointed this out, Jose, because it is imperative to make sure that any customer success or customer service or customer support team your team is reinforcing each other. They are supporting each other. You do have managers that are getting into the weeds and understanding exactly what the granularities of the challenges are that your agents are feeling and helping to come up with solutions. And then the other piece to it too is, I think you just nailed it, um, just having the ability to talk some of these things out can make you feel better, right? If you have a terrible customer interaction that just goes so, so poorly and they're rude and they're negative and maybe they're screaming or they're yelling, having the ability to talk that out for a few minutes with one of your teammates or one of your managers it, 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 it resets you, it reboots you, and it gets you ready to get back in there, get back in the game and go right back for that next customer interaction and the next, next customer call. And I think a lot of folks that don't work on the customer side of things, Jose, uh, in all these different businesses out there, they forget this on a regular basis. They forget that this is one of the, the hardest parts of that whole piece around retention and keeping your customers on board and mitigating churn. It's about the, 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 the hand-to-hand combat that goes into taking care of and managing your customers on a daily basis. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you called that piece out. 100%. Um, Jose, as we get, as we, so first of all, this is fantastic. I, I, as we get closer to wrapping up today's episode, I want to ask what advice or tips, you know, as you and the team have built uh, Hire Horatio CX, what advice and tips do you have for some of the younger up and coming CX and sales and entrepreneurial startup founders that are going to be coming up the, uh, coming up the way in the near future. I would say that some of the, the things that we learned early on, and, and I keep honing in on this is just make sure that when you're building a company, number one, start with obviously having an amazing product, but also making sure that you understand what type of culture you want to build at your company. And as you start growing, make sure that you keep that culture intact because that is what's going to drive performance for your business long-term. So making sure that you have a very unique culture that 
can allow you to empower your team members to make the right decisions on behalf of you when you're not there. And also understanding that you have to build robust processes that can actually allow you to grow and scale. Something that I am constantly telling my managers is find ways to continue empowering your team members so that we can continue growing and scaling as we have been, right? It's, it, it happens not only for a customer experience centric organization like ourselves, but it also happens at startups that are our clients, right? There's a lot of companies that you've seen in the news uh, recently that have been hammered because of their toxic culture. And I think focusing on building a positive culture and a positive environment as you continue growing and not letting fame or growth get to your head is very important. Staying humble is something that I would always uh, recommend every young aspiring entrepreneur. I love that, man. Stay hungry, stay humble. And really, you're right, man. The positive, the positivity part, Jose, I'm glad you called that out. It's we spend the bulk of our time as humans at work, right? We spend the, the majority of our time at work with our team, with our coworkers, with our customers. Man, is it way more fun to have a positive environment and a positive culture than um, the opposite of that. So I, I love that that's some of, the, some of the big focus areas that you're keeping. So Jose, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, before we wrap up today's show, is there anything else that you would like to pitch about the uh, awesome things that the Horatio team is doing? And then uh, most importantly, let folks know from the CX Nation where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you can definitely find us on online at hirehoratio.com or on our Instagram page at hirehoratio. Uh, we're based in New York. So if anyone is in New York, happy to meet them. And uh, thank you, Adrian, again, for, for inviting me today. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Jose, looking forward to seeing what you and the team are going to do next. And I'm looking forward to stay in touch with you in the future, my friend. Likewise. My pleasure. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another episode of the CX Chronicles podcast. We're thrilled to have you as a part of the CX Nation, tuning in to customer-focused business leaders from across the world. Be sure to check out the CXC website, and as always, find us on any of your favorite podcast players, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Thanks so much for making this show a reality and being a part of the CX Nation. And as always, folks, remember to make happiness a habit.